Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. My name is Fernando. I'm Randy. And this is a podcast follow-up to an episode we had last time. If you're checking out part two or part three of this episode, we urge you to go and check out part one. Listen to it as a series. Uh, thanks for checking out the podcast and we hope you enjoy. Take care, y'all. The thoughts that come to mind that are, it's almost like clickbait, like let me just drop this and see what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. But I have a question to, for you is, yeah. you know, for the women who currently are, and we'll just come back to, you know, to the to current U.S. you know demographic, I believe it's like, you know, I don't even know if it's 20 or 30 percent, but nonetheless, that whatever the percentage is for the women who are in STEM fields, do you just tell them, do you tell those women like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it is what it is. Like you're going to leave anyways. No, no, no. I'm telling women to do whatever they want and don't be, don't let anyone force them to tell them what they can and can't do. So like, let's, so let's say an, uh, 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 a woman, young woman grows up and she wants to go into nursing but people are saying you should go into STEM fields. You should go into STEM or do this or do that. But she doesn't want to. But she feels a social obligation to. To me, that's oh, that's, I said I said you were going with this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't disagree with that. I yeah. think it's to me it's counterintuitive to force people to do something that they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like some. It's like you're you know you're fortunate enough to be born into a family who has had you know people go to college already mm-hmm. and they're forcing you to go to college. Right. And you're like, I don't want to go to college. I want to like do my own thing. I want to be a, a chef or this or that. Like, yeah. it's counterintuitive to force people to live lives that they don't want to live because eventually they're going to just make you happy, realize that they fucked up and then go do their own thing anyways. Mm-hmm. And so from that perspective, I don't believe, I, I don't support programs who are going to force, you know, individuals to do something they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I support programs who are trying to do their very best to give exposure to individuals to make them see that there's a possibility for them to pursue something. I like that you said individuals there a lot because that's where you and I wholeheartedly agree is that it should be based on the, you know, the content of an individual's right. character, not based and, on And the thing else. is like, you know, I don't, like if I go to an elementary school, and I get emotional thinking about this because like some people like really come after me for this stuff. Like if I go to a school and I happen to like interact with a bunch of kids and they'll happen to be white, like I'm not going to give them less because they're white. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to give them the same, you know, outreach to those kids just because like they need the help. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I go to a school that happens to be Hispanic, like I'm going to give them the same love. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to treat them any better. The thing is though, the reality of it is I can't drop the same jokes with these kids who happen to be white mm-hmm. the same way. Like I drop with the Hispanic kids. Cause like the chancla that doesn't resonate with someone who sure. hasn't lived with that. Yeah. Right? And so like, there's a different perspective there. Like to me, that's what these programs do mm. is for if a guy who happened to be a rocket scientist mm-hmm. and who's like in his career and he's done this, all these different things and is a really badass, in my eyes, ghost and talks to these kids, mm-hmm. all he sees is an old white guy. Mm. That doesn't resonate. But when they see a guy who is in his mid tw- or late 20s, mid early 20s, whatever the case is, who like has lived the same life and has gone through the same troubles, mm-hmm. like fuck, like. I can do that too. Like, I don't mm. have to be a gangbanger. I don't have to go and only get my GED and go and become XYZ. Something wrong with those things. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, I just want that kid to believe that if he wants to play with Legos as a grown up and mm-hmm. work at NASA, he can do that. Do you feel that it's, this is something I just thought about. Do you feel that we've been kind of uh, led astray in how we were raised in the sense of, to me, that it's so messed up that you know, a kid in that situation would see just an old white guy there because to me, race and gender shouldn't matter at all. Like I could see, let's say I was that kid and, you know, I grew up, I didn't grow up in a socially economic prosperous family, but 
if I saw like, let's say a black man who was, you know, a commercial real estate leader or developer, I would hope that I would see him and I haven't experienced it, so I don't know. And you know, I can be totally ignorant in this sense, but I would hope to see him not as just a black man, but just as a human being. That's part of the problem, bro. Because mm. my my exposure as a kid in mm. the, the the and this is like this is why these programs are so important because they make me aware of the things that I wasn't aware of. Right, as a kid, I was told don't go outside too long because you're gonna get darker. Mm. If if so, I mean, the exposure that I had with African American indiv- or black people, like was negative when I was a kid, right? Mm. Because I grew up in a town that's 99, 98% Hispanic. Mm-hmm. When I came to live in Houston with my mom as a baby, she gets robbed by a black individual. Mm-hmm. So that's the only touch point she's had that have been negative. Mm-hmm. So when you see a black person in Brownsville, you know, from, from, like you grab your purse a little bit tighter. You do mm-hmm. these things. And so that becomes part of your indoctrination and part of your development because I do have those biases mm-hmm. and they're not, and like they're, they're like, that's part of my knowledge. So to your point, no, is that the problem? Yes, that's the problem. And that's what we're trying to fight mm. is how do I get to a point where I'm able to bring my colleague who is an old white guy mm. who has so much fucking knowledge for these kids and they don't see an old white guy. Mm. They see someone that they can learn from a mentor or tutor who can take them to a more prosperous life. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want. But I can't do that by just like not doing my part. So I know there that, is a lot there. Yeah, and I want to definitely unpack this because I think I disagree with you on some points here. We talk about, you talk about your mom being mugged by a black man and that being part of your quote, un, quote unquote, indoctrination. Maybe that was the wrong word to use. Sure, sure. But um, we'll say you're biased at that point, which uh, that's another topic too, which I, there's no evidence for implicit bias, by the way, uh, in terms of race. So in that sense, do you feel that you are unjustified in, in stereotyping certain individuals because they might fit a profile of someone who could do you harm am i unjustified what do you mean so let's say you did harbor is it justifiable for me to think that way well is it justifiable for your mom to see a black person and clutch her purse tighter no it's not knowing that that's part of the problem see i might disagree here because if there's a profile like most crimes are committed by men like we, we know that and most violent crimes are committed by men and the most violent criminals are men. I am always more cautious around men because I know men are more capable of violence than women. Does that mean I'm stereotyping against men yeah, even though they fit saying. a profile? That's what you're saying. But to me, like... Let's say you're in a neighborhood where mostly... No, black, no, I, yeah. I know where you're going, yeah, where, yeah. Where you're going with this. And, I, and I, I would agree with you. The, the thing is, like, how do we get to a point where... We can remove that. And I know, you know, the the thing is men are going to, boys are boys and girls are girls. Yeah. But I just refuse to believe that there is, and maybe I have this, you know, the wrong idea of utopia, but is it, I want to believe that there's a place where women don't have to be scared of men. I don't think so. I think that's, to me, there's no such thing as utopia. And I think women should have some justifiable fear of men because men are physically stronger. I think there's a very justifiable fear that should be had there. And even in the same thing, like I'm going to, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I'm going to say it because to me, there's evidence for it. Like I know we are, there's a whole movement against Islamophobia, right? We can agree that. And after the nine 11 attacks, there was, you know, more quote unquote stereotyping against, uh, of Arabs or people that wore turbans going through airports. To me, I understand why they did that. 
And I don't necessarily blame them because the stereotype of an Islamic terrorist is someone who would, you know, wear the things that show them as being part of the Islamic faith. And I'm like, oh, I get that. I understand why you profile. And then Thomas Sowell has talked about that a lot, too. The thing is, like, I get it, but I don't agree with it. Mm. So do you, let's say we didn't stereotype. And as a result, we had more, we'll, we'll run with this as Islamic terrorist um, uh, I, argument. Can we take it somewhere else? Huh? No, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to use this as okay, an example. Cool. So let's just take this, this, this route here. Let's say we didn't stereotype um, after those attacks against Islamic, uh, the, the Islam faith, and it led to more dangerous outcomes or it led to more attacks. Is that okay? Because we chose not to stereotype, and it ended up allowing more crime to happen. I don't think that those are those two go hand in hand. Why not? Like, I don't think by stereotyping we were able to catch more attacks by happening by stereotyping. Okay, so in that sense, I'm gonna keep running with a few examples along this line. Okay. We know that for an engineer. There are typical like personality qualities you tend to have. You're generally a lot more of an analytical person. You're more interested in in the things aspect of things. A lot of engineers are more antisocial than others. So by that instance, we could stereotype what an engineer is like from a personality standpoint, and we could identify people who might be able to fit the mold of an engineer and be able to identify engineers ahead of time. Is that wrong to do? To identify engineers ahead of time? Yeah, like let's say we let's say we're we're looking at a group of like second graders, and we see a few kids that are like hella good with math, don't really care to like hang out with the other kids, but we notice that they're interested in math. They're a little antisocial. They're clearly intelligent, and we offer them like, hey, you, you might be interested in this engineering field, but we've stereotyped them to do that. Do you feel like that's wrong? So I want to say no, but to me that that's different. Okay. Because so. one is based on their religious beliefs and the other one is based on their, um, their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their intellectual association or, you know, their, their favoritism to, to, to a subject. Okay. I don't know. There's a more way, better say, way of saying their, that. Their general temperament. How about sure. that? Yeah. Um, okay. So. What if we know that the Islamic doctrine tends to promote violence, which it does. There are aspects of it that promote, like, killing. So is Christianity. Yeah, well, well okay, but let's run with this example. We yeah. can talk about Christianity, too. Well, I just think that, you know, religion is this whole thing in itself, and I think, mm. you know, if we're going to bring, from a diversity, inclusion, and equity standpoint, like, to me, I understand where we're going with this, like, to be able to, you know, come to an agreement on something and be able to you know, build on that. Mm -hmm. But I think religion in itself, we can definitely dive into it, but I think that's going to be a whole, a whole different, a whole different thing. So that's why I'm being, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells here because I want to be mindful of, of the answers I give because religion is, there's, there's a lot of assumptions that I'm giving in mm -hmm. my, in my answers. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure we do the same preface that we did with the whole definition of diversity inclusion mm -hmm. and equity mm -hmm. before we dive into this that that particular okay, subject so the reason that's I, the reason why i'm being right you know, well very, the reason i brought that up is to me having temperamental differences is as much of a diversity trait as a religion and to me it's not well to me it's exposure because well, hold, hold on, i'd like let me okay, finish yeah, my yeah, point, please Sorry. um 
to judge one and not the other is unjust because you're judging people like in the instance i say like it's not fair to judge others on religion i agree and i also think it's it's not fair to judge others based on whatever physical attributes they have or whatever belief systems they have and we're incapable of doing that anyway to me the only fair way to judge a human being is based on the content of their character and to me judging someone based on their temperament is in the same vein as judging someone on their religious just from the sense of these are aspects of who you are as a being and i'm judging you based on those aspects i would disagree with that okay why yeah I want to well see. to me like you know temperament is one thing but the other is you know their their religious beliefs and i just i know we have so much time so i'm going back and forth here um let me answer your question why do i not agree with that temperance is temperament temperament yeah are like the things that they want to pursue well, right there, there's a let me look it, up the it, definition of temperament because i'm referring i'll just tell you i'm referring to temperament in the terms of your five big five personality dimensions okay and we can and i'll we'll even change the islamic part we'll okay. say because being higher in trait openness for example per makes you more likely to be politically liberal and being higher in trait conscientiousness tends to make you more conservative so you could in essence but judge the thing is like you're not that. you're they're, not they're, born being good at math it's through exposure. Um, there you have some people have a proclivity to be better at math than others and might have an innate understanding more quickly than others. Yeah, and depending not everyone's on, gonna sing like Pavarotti. You know, true. I mean, you're either born with a voice or you're not born with a voice. Mm -hmm. But you can get better at that voice. You sure. can get a, a, a voice coach mm -hmm. and get better at that. Mm -hmm. So that's exposure. That's you're being exposed to the fact that hey, you can pursue a career in in music mm -hmm. because you have the innate qualities to go and pursue that career path mm -hmm. and then you get that's one thing from a religious perspective the reason i was saying exposure is because if you were born in america you're very likely to become a, a, you know more go more towards a christian you know philosophy mm -hmm. right uh, or you have more options to go pursue whatever you want right but if you were born in, in the east you're more likely to pursue um you know islam mm -hmm. right because of the exposure or judaism, there yeah. or judaism that's kind of the thing that i'm getting at and so to me like i'm not going to judge someone and again, I feel like we're going on, on a tangent here from include, from the topic, but I'm not going to judge someone based on what they believe in the religion. Right. But I'm going to stereotype. To me, like there's no, the whole utopia thing that I was talking about, like to me, there's probably never going to be a way where we're not going to stereotype people like ever. Correct. Because it's, it's part of our nature. Yes. Like that is, that it is where it is. But I want to believe in a place where we can stereotype in a positive nature. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I'm going to stereotype a kid who's in second grade, who's, you know, whose temperament is, is more focused on math and more of a logical perspective, I want to give him an opportunity or her an opportunity to go and pursue um, engineering. Yeah, that's and a totally that's it. beautiful thing to do. And I wholeheartedly support that. And to me, like, that's what is the nature of these programs. OK, is to go and do that STEM advocacy for that kid. Gotcha. So that's where we disagree because I don't see those programs doing that at all. Well, that's, and that's, so that's one thing that I felt like we were, we didn't touch on in the mm. beginning is what these programs are doing or what they're supposed to be doing. And you're, you're hearing it from me. This is my experience. Mm. And then there's the actual execution of the programs themselves. Mm -hmm. We're, uh, that's outside of what Fernando's doing. Mm -hmm. And so to me, like these programs at its core is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And whether or not they are 
they are effective effective in their execution with mm-hmm. the individuals being part of those programs is a different story. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, we talked about virtual signaling a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of these programs have the wrong people as part of them mm-hmm. and they're doing more harm than good in those programs. Okay. And that I can't disagree with yeah. because that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And to me, sometimes we have the wrong ambassadors talking on behalf of people who they don't have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Yeah, that that's a really great point, and I want to go down that path a little bit here. So, let's. What if what if what happens if we continue these programs is it produces a more negative outcome towards people than a positive one? Even and it goes it, and it ends up being completely ineffective and actually detrimental to the cause that at heart. Because I, I I agree with you that it is a great idea that we should help the underprivileged people, and I am terrified that giving people authority to influence others on that with good intentions in mind, it's going to be devastating because that authority can, barely, that? because it, it, oh, sorry, it, that authority can be taken by someone who has ill will, for example, yeah. or someone who has that. And that's where I'm like, whoa, 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 Poncho. Like, let's hold on. Let's talk about this and not, let's not force people to, look at others and judge them based on it like this is it a saying whoa whoa poncho i learned that from my mentor in college. Oh, cause that's I, that's actually my my kid my nickname from as a kid oh really yeah poncho. Nice. that's funny um so like i have in front of me here this is harvard's hr toolkit on uh diversity inclusion and equity so one of the things it mentions in here is um each diverse trait that you have apparently leads someone leads you to different privileges or to being oppressed say that one time sorry um each each they have eight identifiers in here for different uh um diversity things and they're calling it like intersectionality like you could be a black woman you know whatever right and they're different there are so many intersectionalities that there's it's infinite infinite. yeah Yeah, it's infinite there it goes down to the individual well they they have a a statement in here that says it's difficult to fully understand intersectionality without first comprehending comprehending privilege. I'm not denying that privilege doesn't exist. Privilege exists to the majority because we live in a majority culture. So if you inhabit the same um, the same aspects of the majority, you're going to progress throughout the culture. Like that's what culture is built for. Right. Um, so one of the things I have an issue in here with. But do you think the majority should? Uh, I'm going to take us on a tangent here for a second, but do you think the majority should be the only one being taken care of? That's a good question. Um, No. However, we can look at the majority, at least from a cultural perspective, and look at how it's progressed us as a society faster. Like, let's not carelessly denigrate the institutions that have gotten us to where we are, that have more or less remove or more or less given everyone the opportunity to own an iPhone. Like that's incredible. And that's because of the majority culture that we've built as a society for, and for us to carelessly denigrate that, like we should challenge aspects of it for sure, but let's not ignore the good parts of it too. But where I'm concerned is we're, we're carelessly just assaulting these, these foundations of that have helped us build such a great society. So uh, before I go to the line of questioning, I'll let you, you know, bring bring the the harvard uh you know study into the conversation yeah um well here's one they they talk about definitions in here uh they say launching any diversity inclusion and equity work without being grounded in the meanings and understanding of the language is like as a famous author once said trying to parallel park with one eye closed well this is a contradiction of what they state earlier 
um, in the sense of uh, they want to reinforce common definitions and languages of their own subjective value. And this is stated here. It says reinforce common definitions and language of diversity, inclusion, and equity. So to me, that says we're, ch we're trying to change the language, and then here they go, and they are like, well, we need to change the language so that our meaning is understood over someone else's. And that's, that's an issue for me. To me, it should be the meaning. Right, and we have the meaning. Like, we can right. use I mean, to me, like, we've all... I want to bring some other stuff up, but sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Hold on. Where like we, we, we've all agreed that this is language, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a definition to words. And I think it's important. So I guess, uh, how do I bring this to forefront here? There's a definitions that we're all agreeing to. Randy and Fernando are agreeing to use certain certain patterns of letters to come to words and those words are going to have a definition mm -hmm. and we're going to move forward with that and we're both going to agree with that. Going back and saying, hey, I want pencil to mean fork and fork to mean pencil is is not good because it's, it's not what we're trying to do. But there's a certain definition to a word mm -hmm. when, or sorry, so there's a certain meaning to words and I, I don't disagree with trying to make sure that all parties are aware excuse me, are aware of the meanings that certain words have with certain thing, things. Mm -hmm. So if someone says, um, I'm trying not to be too derogatory here, uh, you know, wetback, right? Mm -hmm. like there's a certain there's a certain meaning to that. The definition is someone has a wet back, mm -hmm. but the meaning to that is very derogatory. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was talking to my wife earlier and she says, you know, if you point at something, you say pussy, mm -hmm. like we know what that means, mm -hmm. but the meaning to that like it's very different. Right. And I think as long as all parties are aware that want to use that word, mm -hmm. certain parties are going to be triggered by a certain way. And I was, I was trying not to use the word triggered, but mm. um, <laughs> are you going to have a different emotion to that word mm -hmm. is what these programs are about. Right. Because I just want to make, make Randy aware, like, Hey, when you use this word, mm -hmm. this is how I feel. Right. And if you choose to still use that word, mm -hmm. then it is what it is. Fuck you, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But just be aware that you, by using these words, you're doing these things to me. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, to me, like, that's what the, the purpose of these programs are, is just to be able to bring awareness. Okay. So, and I don't know that's what that thing's right. trying to do. So one of the things this points out is it legitimately is trying to enforce representation of all groups, regardless of character content. I don't agree with that. I think, it, yeah, I agree. That's wrong. But there's, they're clearly stating it in here that that's what they want. They point out that... Um, Forced inclusion is not inclusion. Right. They say in here, um, when there is change in demographics, are the decision makers actively sinking more closely, uh, to be more closely aligned with and responsive to the new yeah. group? And, and the, so, I, I hate to keep coding you off, sorry. It's just a lot of these programs, like it's, it's hard when I'm trying to advocate for the things that I know are true. And then there is other versions of it that are happening out in the world mm -hmm. like i can't defend that certain right. things right and i haven't read the whole article the whole toolkit so i can't wholeheartedly say i don't defend any of it mm -hmm. but the certain things i already know that i'm not going to defend them mm -hmm. because it's it's not what i advocate for right and that's <clears throat> the part that's rough it's like I yeah. can't speak on my behalf of all Hispanics. Right. Well, and like and you can't speak on behalf of all diversity, inclusion, right. and equity programs. And that makes total sense. And to me that I think 
to me, and just based on this Harvard review and how I'm interpreting these programs, is most of them are trying to enforce an equality of outcome. And those programs shouldn't be able to speak on behalf of all programs either. Right. Well, and, and Harvard's, you know, extraordinarily hypocritical in that sense. I don't know if you're aware of this, but they actively have systemic discrimination against Asian Americans because so many Asian Americans were performing so well and having the marks necessary to be admitted to Harvard that they started removing the number of Asians allowable. Yeah, so, you know, they're, they're one to talk, right? Well, now they're enforcing that, they're taking that ideology to the next degree and saying like, oh, they're not enough black people in this organization, so we're going to choose a black person over someone else because even if that other person is more competent for the role, because that way we'll have equality in the outcome. And and it seems like you agree that that's a dangerous, dangerous thing to I, do. I don't believe... Um, so again, I'm a, I'm an ambassador for these programs. Mm -hmm. I think you're an ambassador for the, the caring nature that these are programs are supposed to be about a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I, and to I, me, like the, yeah. the opportunity of outcome versus opportunity or where is it? The uh, e equality of opportunity versus equality of outcome. I don't believe in the quality of outcome. I believe yep. in equality of opportunity. Okay. So, so we totally it's, it's agree. no different than like, so I, I think we came into this conversation with me saying we need these programs mm -hmm. right and you you know you kind of see it as it's more of um it's being forced on us right right so i think here here uh, tell me if i'm off base here but i feel like we actually have hit a really good point to agree on you and i both agree that the the feeling and the desire to help people that these programs are supposed to represent is the right thing yes we need to care about those yes. people where I think we disagree is I believe it should be a cultural thing, not a systemic thing that we enforce to help those people. So, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. So well, I, like, well, I'm well, saying like these programs are meant to be systemic enforcement of equality of outcome. Well, to me, it is cultural. Like, I mean, well, but they're literally instituting rules in yeah, place. Yeah. So I, I think that's, I think that's wrong. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think that's wrong. So um, I, I think yeah. from, from a cultural, I'm just using it very differently. Like, how do I say this? I'm going to try to get myself in trouble here. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll also point out that equity in and of itself means equality of outcome. For equality means equality of opportunity, generally speaking. And equity, generally speaking, means equality of outcome. Jordan Peterson has talked about this several times. Yeah. Well, to me, equity, mean, I mean, the definition here says equality of being fair and impartial. Right. And like that to me is a definition. So to yeah. me, you know, and that, that anyone who busts their ass should be able to have the same outcome because of their individual responsibility. The content of their character. Correct. And yep. so, like, if I bust my ass, I should be able to be whoever the hell I want to be in the world, mm -hmm. regardless if I'm Hispanic or not. Right. And, like, that's what I'm fighting for. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to not be promoted to vice president wherever the fuck I am or president of a company mm -hmm. because I'm Hispanic, that's not equity. Mm -hmm. And, like, that right. to me, that, that's the oppression part. Okay. And if it is a function of solely being based on race, I agree that is horribly wrong. Right. To me, and it feels like a lot of it is not based on race, though. It's just a disparity of outcome that's been a function Correct. of the chaos of the world. To say it's a function of race is where I have an issue. Correct. And I, and, yeah, and I, we, we don't we, disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we're agreeing on that. Yeah. To me, like the reason I do what I do is just to be able to bring more people. So it's, I wrote down like, how, how is this any more different 
an influence in your own family, mm-hmm. right? Like I go and tell my ki- my cousins and my little nephews, like, hey, you should become an engineer. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have it in it in them. Like they don't pursue it. Yeah. So right? I, w- I want to show you a quick picture. So this is from Harvard and they have the, the I, I'm sure a lot of you have seen this, the equality versus equity picture where the guys are standing at the fence. That to me screams equality of outcome. Well, to me, yeah. I mean, that, that screams out equality of outcome. Yeah. But to me, like... That's not what equity is supposed to mean. I agree. I agree that it's not supposed to be equality of outcome. I'm making the case that they're trying to push that. And they're literally stating, stating in here that they're trying to reinforce new definitions of well, words. Yeah, and that's the part that I struggle with. Because, yeah. you know, depending on depending, depending on who you ask, mm-hmm. they're going to say Fran is a Republican or Fran is a, a Democrat. Yeah. Right? And, and I have We're both libertarians for right. anyone listening, I, I think so. Yeah. No, I think so. Yes. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> The, the thing is, like, that is not equity. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's getting a chance to be part of it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, I can't be taking away resources from other people who deserve it just because someone else doesn't have it. I agree. That's a, yeah. And I, I say the word deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't deserve it, then they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. I'm going to go help somebody else who deserves it. Right. That's different. Yes. And I think people who say that's the same, like that's where I have problems. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there's people pushing some of these programs who believe in that other part mm-hmm. where yeah. I want to take it away from someone who's deserving to give it to somebody else. Right. And to me, I have a, I have a hard time with that. Yeah. So it, it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like where we really differ is what is the core practice of these organizations? To me, it seems like the majority of these organizations are doing the wrong thing that we've just identified. Yeah, I wouldn't say the majority, but maybe the ones you've been exposed to. Okay, well, that, that might be true. That might okay. be very well be true. And maybe that's something we can research. And I don't mean to say like, maybe you're not doing enough, but... Right, and, and maybe that's is, something we can encourage yeah. our listeners. Like, hey, we should go look it out. Look up yourself. See, see what these different organizations are, are aiming to do and, and come to the conclusion yourself. And I would even make the case that even if it's not all of them, even if it's a significant portion of them doing that, because they're making these... What's the Pareto principle? Pareto principle, like, right. you, you heard of that, right? That's yeah, 80-20 rule. And that's across everything. Right, well, let's say that 20% of these groups are are doing that. Well, that's producing 80% of the results. Right. So they're having 80... Let's say 20% are these the people that are doing this the wrong way and doing the bad thing, but they're having the biggest influence on things. Well... Yeah, or you can see it as the twenty percent of who are doing the wrong things are getting eighty percent of the attention. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that to me that's equally as dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So m- maybe what if we? I think we could agree. Well, it's on like this. the whole like the whole loud people, right? I right, mean, right. Well, oh, sorry. I, I think it's been a really productive. Discussion, I think so, and I think we can agree on this. Let me and tell me tell tell me if not. I think what if we got rid of the whole idea of the diversity, inclusion, and equity programs, and created a program specifically targeting underprivileged kids in general in terms of socioeconomic status I don't see how or, and and lack of it people that may not may not be educated let's give more educational opportunities to people that may have like worse schooling and worse test scores why don't we let's let's target those groups regardless of race gender whatever does that that seem reasonable well it, it does but my my uh smart ass answer uh-huh. is that's what they are. Okay. And and then that's yeah. that's the problem. I think that's the problem, but I think that's where this whole conversation spurs from mm-hmm. is the programs that I'm exposed to are doing those things. Right. And the, the ones that you're being exposed to potentially mm-hmm. are the ones who are doing the negative stuff. And so right. to you, like all programs are like this. I'm like, yeah. no, Randy, like well, the things yeah. that I'm doing, like is it what you're, what you're 
advocating for. Like, right. I'm already doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm only associating myself with programs who are trying to do those things. Right. Well, and even in, in, in Harvard's thing here, they talk about how the programs are necessary because of white privilege. And I have a big issue with that. And we've, yeah. we've talked about we've that. We've talked often, about right? that. And that's yeah. a topic for another day. But uh, I, again, I've, privilege exists but not based on race. It's based yeah. on majority privilege if you're part of the culture. Majority privilege, correct. Yeah. And so I'm part of Hispanic organizations mm. because of the majority culture right. reality. Yeah. And so to me, it's how do I help the minorities mm-hmm. get exposure to the, with the exposure that the majority of the people have? So in that instance, you, you're specifically discriminating for minorities and discriminating against people that are non-minorities in that instance. No, I'm not discriminating. So I'm choosing to use my time mm-hmm. to go help the minority. Right, but that's discriminating against non-minorities. Like you see, you see, you see what I mean there. Like you're I, intentionally doing it. It's not, there's nothing wrong with. There's it, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but, but that's what you're doing. Does that make sense? Because so, what's the definition of discriminating? Oh, let's pull it up on Webster. Just so we're we. <laughs> I think we can agree that Webster is a decent source yeah. for for that. So I'm gonna type in discrimination here. Uh. So I I mean. Sure, I'm I'm discriminating against vanilla ice cream when I choose to eat chocolate ice cream. Right. Yeah. Would Would you say that's the yeah, same thing? Or you discriminated against every single other woman on the planet by marrying Brienne. If you If we're using the word in that particular context, then yes. Yeah. So here here are the definition. But to me, it's it's this, the negative connotation that that word has. Mm-hmm. That's the part that I'm having trouble agreeing to. Right. But if we were to use like I'm choosing to do this, mm-hmm. like that, I can be a little bit more. Yeah. Not be so hesitant in saying yes. Right. Well, all choices are discriminatory. Yes. And and but again, there is a negative connotation. And that's that the word. part that I struggle with because mm-hmm. you know, it is a, it's a podcast format. Yeah. And so people take things out of context, and so and so I, I think. Well, I think the context that yeah. the word discrimination has that's the hard part because I don't want to say I'm discriminating against black people or white people or Asian people by choosing to help only Hispanics. That's mm. not only, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah, you you are just based on the dictionary definition, but yeah. it's not in a negative manner. Yeah. You're not doing it out of a place of malice. Correct. Yeah, and and, that, and the thing that that's the part that I struggle with because mm-hmm. of the negative context that that particular word has. Right. So just because we talk about so here are the three definitions of discrimination on Merriam-Webster. So number one, a prejudiced or prejudicial outlook, action, or treatment. B, the act, practice, or an instance of discriminating categorically rather than individually. Number two, the quality or power of finally distinguishing. And number three, A, the act of making or perceiving a difference. Or B, uh, the process by which two stimuli differing in some aspect are responded to differently. So yes, I we, we agree that discriminating does have a negative context, but it's not always negative. It's not always negative. Like, yeah. like every every single human being on the planet discriminates every day. Yeah. And I think that's a good... Maybe that might be a good place to end it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we can end it there. But everything being said, are we both agreeing that these programs are have the correct meaning if they're executed in the right, in the right place? Um. Or do you I would say the 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 feeling to help, to want to help underprivileged kids is a great thing. And these programs have a place in the world. That I think that's, that's the. I yeah. think the. In some the in some instances yes, but not in the manner they're current. The way I understand them to be presented, in no way should they be around. Okay, and we were both agreeing. That all all of these programs should. Not all these programs should operate be the same. Yeah, yeah not because that's that's kind of right. how I I took the whole like conversation from the beginning is that you 
you know, in your heart, you felt like these programs completely should be removed. Gotcha. And, and we're agreeing that that's not the case. That's not what you're advocating for. I, yeah, I'm, I'm advocating for no discrimination and no equality of outcome. I mean, I'm advocating for equality of opportunity. And I am worried that by giving people the authority to discriminate based on subjective diverse factors is dangerous and terrifying. So, and in the sense, I mean, discrim discrimination on anything other than the content of a person's character is horribly wrong. And that's, that's where I stand. And to me, some of these programs, and we've agreed some of these programs discriminate based on things other than that factor. And that's where I'm, I'm terrified to give yeah. them authority and, and power. And the only thing that I'm hesitant in agreeing to that, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with anything you just said, mm -hmm. just, I would add on to the reality that where my, my brain went to five different places and I lost the one I wanted to talk <laughs> okay. about. Um, you, you're not trying to say because we're only focused on the individual, we're going to ignore the fact that the minority, the, the, where I'm going with this is this, like Fernando's the only Hispanic in this particular, we'll go back to the same room. Mm -hmm. Because the majority of the people who are characterized in a certain way we're going to not worry about fernando's thoughts and his emotions and feelings or whatever the hell you know whatever else because he's a minority like he brings valid stuff right it if 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 you are judged against because of your skin or because of your gender or anything that is wrong but if you are judged because let's say you're incompetent that's okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and you, you're incompetent and you happen to be xyz right it's not you're incompetent because you're X, Y, Z. Right. Or you're competent regardless of whatever you know, right. diverse factors. Or you're incompetent regardless of whatever factors. You know, competency and merit are the most important things in the content of a human being's character. Yeah. I mean, the execution in anything is, is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we're going to talk about, you know, social programs in the future. Yep. And I think to me, like, certain programs, and I'm not going to go on tangent, but certain programs are very important but mm -hmm. the execution of it right is is not very good right and we'll dive deep into it but um you know hopefully this is a, a if you were able to listen to the whole you know episode we thank you guys for for tuning in and yeah don't cancel us please <laughs> i think uh at the end of the day you know we're we're both adamant about it's important to help people yes but how we go about helping people is what's scary yeah and, and we, if you're being forced to help someone that's where it's like we draw the line right and and to push that you know, you're right and everyone else is wrong. That's like, we need to have these open discussions for that reason so that we can really understand like, hey, we're on the same team here. Let's just be cautious about how we go about doing things and how we're saying things and what we're saying. 100%. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Hope you have a great rest of the day or night or morning or whenever you're listening to this. And uh, we'll see you soon. Take care.